From Washington, this is Talking Tax. I'm your host, Siri Belusu. One of the big tax stories in recent years has been how countries have tried to find new ways to tax digital companies. The international community has been trying to find a solution with broad agreement at the OECD to stop countries from taking action on their own. But what started as an attempt to address the tax challenges of digital companies has turned into a rewrite of the entire global tax system. It's hard to overstate how much of an impact this could have on companies that operate across international borders, so we wanted to hear from someone on the front lines of this issue. This week, we're bringing you a conversation with Andrea Granger. She's the head of transfer pricing at the Swiss insurance giant Swiss Re. Granger talked to Bloomberg tax reporter Isabel Gottlieb, about how this OECD initiative has greatly expanded in scope and about how initially she thought it wouldn't affect her company very much. Given the original title of it was the tax challenges of the digital economy, we didn't really expect to spend much time on it, given that we're a reinsurer. Um, But um, it it was clear from the consultation that came out last year that we were going to need to follow this quite closely um, because it went far beyond tech companies and also it introduced this extra minimum tax concept. So, um, and we, it it goes in cycles, right? So every time there's a new, consultation that comes out, um, then we we follow that closely. Um, We also, as much as we can, get out and um, talk to the OECD, talk to our local country representatives, to the various OECD working parties, um, anybody that we can, um, to explain to them the impacts of whatever the latest proposals are on us. And, um, you know, as a reinsurer who, who doesn't use tax havens, you know, we would assume that this wouldn't have a huge impact on us. But every time a new um, uh, set of proposals comes out, we have to review it quite carefully to make sure that there are not unintended consequences of this. This, as you said, did start off as a digital tax project, a way to address, uh, I think the original title was the tax challenges of the digitalization of the economy. The OECD made exactly. a big point of saying digitalization. Is this a uh, the sort of project that not just tech companies, not just reinsurers, um, but can you give us a sense of um, how broadly this applies and, and who should be paying attention to this? Um, I mean, in theory, it applies to uh, to any company, any global company over a, a certain revenue limit, which they're, I think, looking at CBCR limits right now. But um, they they have been discussing a number of carve-outs, at least from the first pillar of the uh, of the the work. And um, so this applies to, to various industries. But um, we've been arguing that it should apply to insurance companies. And um, our banking colleagues have been arguing the similar thing for, for financial services generally. The basis for that being that we as insurers are already taxed where our clients are. So um, due to the regulations and the licensing requirements that we have, we already are in the same location as our clients. Um, so that's one of the potential carve-outs. Um, there's also a carve-out um, suggested for B2B business, which again isn't quite defined, but that's that's where in reinsurers fall into the life cycle of insurance. The, the reason for those carve-outs is because y- you wouldn't have any extra profits to, to allocate anyway under, under Pillar 1. And so it just is a simplification rather than a um, avoidance of the rules. And uh, one of the um, justifications or driving forces of this project overall has been the sorts of controversies where countries are saying, 
we think more money should be allocated to our country. Companies are saying, oh, that's not how our analysis works. Maybe there's a country on the other end saying, you can't tax that. We're taxing that already. Mm -hmm. Um, And parts of this project aim to reduce those controversies, prevent those disputes. Um, Are you seeing a change in the landscape globally over the last number of years that countries have become more aggressive, that there are more controversies? Is this a problem you're dealing with? Uh, to be honest, we, uh, we've we always had um, a lot of audits, and I, I haven't seen that increasing recently. It hasn't decreased either. It's sort of been steady. So um, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't say that we've seen any huge difference in that. Let's get into Pillar 2 a little bit. And um, Pillar 2, j- just to briefly summarize, would um, make sure a company is paying at least a minimum rate of tax, that rate to be determined, um, no matter where it's doing business, even if it's operating in a very low tax jurisdiction. Um, and Pillar 2, again, potentially um, open to apply to any multinational, um, possibly with size uh, uh, thresholds. Is Pillar 2 something that potentially could affect you? Um, And then can you talk a bit about kind of where your concerns are with that part of the plan? Mm -hmm. We don't use tax havens to um, to to avoid tax. So you would think at a high level that we wouldn't be impacted by Pillar 2. But the devil is always in the detail of these um, these rules. So um, it really depends on how the drafting works. So whether you look at a, a globally blended rate or whether you look at it jurisdiction by jurisdiction can make an impact. It depends on what the minimum rate is. It depends on what um, the treatment of losses is in in an industry like ours and insurance, earnings can be very volatile, especially when you look at it jurisdiction by jurisdiction after there's a big event, like an earthquake or a wildfire. um, You can have a very big loss that takes you a few years to earn out again. So um, that could make a big difference to to whether we're caught or not. Um, So those are all things that we're we're staying very close to. And as each um, iteration of these rules comes out, we try to model um, where the potential issues are and then make sure that we feed back to, to all the consultation documents and um, the OECD and, and whoever else will listen to us um, to make sure that, that there's not unintended consequences of this. Um, I was actually about to ask you about that, whoever else will listen. Um, <laughs> you had mentioned earlier that uh, business to business, um, financial services, insurance, that there's a lot of industries that are looking at this and saying, we think this part of the rule shouldn't apply for this reason. Um, and we've heard a lot of feedback from companies on this so far. What does that process look like in addition to kind of submitting letters and documents in the consultation processes? Um, who are you meeting with and, and what do those conversations sound like? Mm-hmm. I mean, we have we have quite a few groups that we focus on. So the first one is internal. So we we, we want to make sure that our management and our colleagues um, within the business know what's happening, what the developments are, what the Im- potential impact is, and what we're doing about it. So as I mentioned, we um, 
we don't use tax havens. We've also started last year publishing a tax transparency report, um, which sets out what our tax policies are, where we pay tax, all of these things um, as part of our sustainability initiatives. So um, so it's quite important to, to our colleagues and our management to know what, what our stance on this is and to know that we're coming down on the right, the right side of it. Um, so that's uh, one group that we spend time with. Um, we spend time um, talking to our peers, um, who are also our clients in many cases, um, and because we want to make sure that whatever solution that we're looking at works for the whole industry um, and and doesn't unfairly disadvantage anybody. We are also wanting to make sure that we're looking after the um, interests of our shareholders and our investors because they also expect us to act sustainably and transparently. Um, and also, we want to make sure that we don't have any big surprises where our tax rate suddenly changes without um, notice. Uh, so that's another group that is interested. Um, and then finally, then we also talk to um, industry bodies. So we talk to different insurance lobbying groups to make sure that to the extent they are making representations or talking to people that we're speaking with one voice and we're not arguing on one side for a carve out to this and then a carve out to that from a different group. So we want to make sure that we're we're aligned there. And, um, and then we we then also talk to um, local treasury officials and the big operating companies, uh, countries that we're in, um, and uh, and we uh, then go to the OECD finally as well. You had uh, said earlier as part of your job description um, that you were explaining tax things to non-tax people. Um, how do you describe this project <laughs> to non-tax people? This this OECD project. Yeah, I mean, that's an interesting uh, question. Um, it's the question of what do you tell your kids <laughs> about what you're doing? Um, so it, it's it's difficult to explain to people why we, we need to care about the, the digital economy piece in particular. Um, but uh, I think, uh, I mean, how, how I would describe it and what we really do it's hard to make sure that we're complying with all of these things um, no matter what they're called um, is is to, to think about our our value chain where where we're creating value around the globe um, how should that be um, calculated and, and and demonstrated so that's uh, at its heart that's what it's really all about is making sure that that wherever you have something that's creating value that it's it's being appropriately reflected in your in your taxable income and if you're say you're talking to uh someone an executive who's not a tax person and they say why are you spending your time writing a letter on a digital tax consultation (laughs) um is the answer as simple as it's going to change how much tax we pay potentially, and and we need to be paying attention for that reason. Mm-hmm, absolutely, it could change where we pay tax. It could pay, change how much tax we pay. It could be a significant compliance burden if uh, if the rules aren't drafted carefully. So there's all these uh, there's all these aspects to it. Yep. Um, and then looking ahead, the it's 137 countries trying to negotiate this. Um, as you mentioned highly political, highly contentious, I think it's fair to say. (laughs) Um, Every country wants something slightly different or very different in some cases. So there's been a lot of, I think at the moment, there's a lot of horse trading going on. Um, uh, Early July, late June, early July, they're supposed to, trying to reach agreement on the fundamentals of the plan. The goal all along has been to get to an agreement by the end of this year. Um, From where you sit, 
how likely does uh, it seem that that they'll succeed? I, I mean, I guess it's you have the kind of burning platform of the digital service taxes um, coming into effect um, soon if there's not um, significant progress on this. So um, for that reason, I would expect that that they will come to some kind of uh, agreement. It'll, I think coming to an agreement is hard. Also figuring out how to implement it will be maybe even harder because um, we're not set up to, to have international tax rules like this that are consistent in every state and that can be implemented in a quick way. So that's going to be also a significant challenge, I think. That's all for this week's episode. You can find more about the OECD initiative and other international tax and accounting news at our website, news.bloombergtax.com. That website again is news.bloombergtax.com. From Washington, I'm Siri Belusu. Thanks for listening. When it comes to the environment, there are, let's say, a lot of moving parts. Climate change, air pollution, water pollution, chemical contamination, endangered species, renewable energy, superfund, asbestos, recycling, lead, mold, radon, stormwater... That's where Parts Per Billion comes in. Join me, David Schultz, on the Parts Per Billion podcast every Wednesday to sort out everything that's going on in the environment, from the courts to Congress to your backyard. Download and subscribe to Parts Per Billion wherever you get your podcasts, and thanks for listening.